What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatoito Boxing Show. And uh, as I'm waiting here for Devin Haney to get underway, uh, I think it's Andrew Maloney that's uh, that's fighting at the moment. I just want to get on here real quick because it's a full night of matches, a full night of boxing, and um, and I didn't get a chance to do this earlier, but it's just we just ended the uh the card here a couple hours i think it's about an hour and a half ago uh removed from when clarissa shields just dominated savannah marshall in my humble opinion uh wow there's a reason people don't like savannah or, or sorry clarissa because of how brash how outspoken how loud she is uh the cockiness all this they don't like that but she walks the walk. She walks the walk. She told everybody. She told Savannah Marshall and everybody and did not make it a secret that she was going to go after her. She says, you think you're going to come out here and knock me out? You'll see. I'll prove you wrong. And she sure did. She took the fight to Savannah Marshall from the beginning and it was every single punch with bad intentions. From both fighters, but Savannah Marshall tried to generate rhythm, tried to get into a rhythm, tried to get into a pace, tried to dictate a pace, or at least set a pace for herself, and was unable to do so. She just couldn't get her strategy to, to be somewhat of an advantage for her. She just couldn't get her, her rhythm going. She couldn't set it, uh, and... And Clarissa kept disrupting it because she was just throwing flurries at her, landing multiple punches to the body, multiple punches to the head, which would end up generating clinches or fighting from inside. And because Savannah Marshall has a longer reach, her punches were going past Clarissa Shields' head. And it would often create close encounter clinching. And then they would get broken up. And then again, Savannah had some success. She had some success. But I say it often. It was too little and too far in between. Clarissa Shields has basically evened the score. Savannah Marshall got herself into this fight after years of back and forth she got herself back into the uh, she got herself into this major fight with the old with the victory of yesteryear a victory that she held over Clarissa Shields a decision victory she held over Clarissa Shields back in the amateur days and she clinged on that and and this is how she managed to get herself in there through a negative came a positive for her. A huge sellout crowd at the O2 Arena. A huge payday for the ladies. A huge day for women's boxing and boxing overall. And Savannah Marshall managed to get herself into a main event fight against none other than the GWOT, Clarissa Shields. Self-proclaimed GWOT. And, and she's proving it. She's proving every single time that she steps into the ring why why she gave herself that nickname, and she's living up to it. Savannah Marshall now suffers her first defeat at the hands 
of the woman that she claimed she beat a long, long time ago, or not claim, the woman that she beat a long time ago, a woman who fights completely different than the version that she faced in the amateur days. She was bested by Clarissa Shields. She was hurt. She was battered. And she lost. Savannah Marshall is now 12 and 1 and still has an impressive knockout uh, record with 10 knockouts over 12 victories. Clarissa Shields improves to 13 victories, 13 and 0, and still holds two knockouts to her credit. Retains all her titles and adds Savannah's WBO title to become once again undisputed champion and she's the undisputed champion at the middleweight division congratulations clarissa shields very 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 impressive and it was just she was not taking no for an answer today she was not letting savannah marshall dictate the pace she was not allowing savannah marshall to get into a rhythm to get into a flow she was not allowing savannah marshall to try to bully her and even though she got hurt and she admitted it during the post-fight uh interview the in-ring interview post-fight she ended up admitting that savannah marshall hits hard and that this is possibly the toughest opponent she's had to date and the opponent that hit her the hardest to date. So that's saying a lot, not just about Savannah Marshall, but it's saying a lot about the grit in Clarissa Shields and her being able to overcome, to overcome that power and the pain and the onslaught of Savannah Marshall. She had some glimpses there. But it was too far in between, and Clarissa Shields dominated the majority of the fight. I gave Clarissa Shields round one, three, four, five, six, round eight, and round ten. Savannah Marshall, I gave her round two, round seven, and round nine. And this gave me a final score of 97-93 in the favor of Clarissa Shields and... uh and I'll post this on the uh, on the show's Instagram page where I traditionally post uh, most of these episodes. Feel free to check out the scorecard once again. Uh, and uh, and then you could shoot me a comment and post your own scorecard and see how far off I was. Uh, if you agree with my scoring, if you disagree with my scoring and the rounds that I in which I gave to Savannah Marshall and Shields. If you disagree with anything, feel free to comment and find me on the Instagram page. Tomatoito Boxing Show on Instagram. Um, that's how I saw that. Clarissa Shields, Undisputed at 160. And the co-main event that I was so excited about, even in the preview episode that we put up about this card, I was so excited. And the hype behind Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner, I don't think it's done yet. The disdain, the hate for one another, the dislike for one another, it it's not done yet. It's still there. And if ever that fire got lit even more, uh, it was lit even more because of the decision uh, today. It was a decision victory for Alicia Baumgartner, and uh, it was a it was a decent fight to watch. I wish it would have been more in the style of the main event between Savannah and Clarissa, but it wasn't. Michaela Mayer, uh, to me, was a little bit a little bit more of the uh, took 
took the lead as far as a boxing, uh, the boxing approach. Alicia Baumgartner was basically a one-trick pony throughout the entire fight for me. Uh, she landed a few body punches. She would throw suppressive fire whenever she would be against the ropes or feel that she was in trouble. She would just throw uh, what I call suppressive fire, which is just punches and bunches to get out of trouble and get back into the center of the ring. She wanted to stay in the center of the ring. Alicia Baumgartner is comfortable fighting in the center of the ring. And Michaela Mayer is also, Michaela Mayer boxed the entire time and she was boxing beautifully. She was having a lot of success. For a good number of rounds, she had a lot of success, but it was such a tight fight. It was, they were each landing punches. It wasn't like there was many combinations thrown. When there were, a lot of punches were missing, and it was a, a scoring nightmare for the judges sitting ringside. It was a scoring nightmare for anybody who sat and watched and tried to score this fight. I score this fight and I came out with a draw. I ended up giving Michaela Mayer um, rounds four, five, six, eight, and 10. I gave Alicia Baumgartner round one, round two, round three, round seven, and round nine. Again, I'm gonna post this on the Instagram page along with the Shields uh, Marshall uh, scorecard and and you can let me know how you feel. If it was a tie, if it was that close or not. To me, it was really, really close. There were rounds that, that were swing rounds for me because it was a matter of one punch or another. Baumgartner would land one or two heavy bombs on Michaela Mayer and then Michaela Mayer would come and land four or five punches. And uh, even if they weren't power shots, but she was landing four or five punches that were pushing uh, Baumgartner uh, either backwards or stopping her in her tracks. And you would see Baumgartner smile at these or, or have an awkward face to it because she, she was getting hurt. She was getting hit right on the button. There was a headbutt earlier in the fight and it looked like the braids of Baumgartner ended up cutting uh, at least rubbing hard against the side of Michaela Mayer's uh, outside of the eyebrow and ended up causing that cut. It was an abrasion that ended up bleeding and uh, and that's why Michaela Mayer was bleeding. That wasn't the side that was getting hit, uh, that side of the face that was constantly getting hit by Baumgartner, but rather the left side of Michaela Mayer was the one taking that right-handed bomb that Baumgartner continued to land. Why do I say Baumgartner is a one-trick pony? Because she waits to lunge forward and, and drop that right-hand bomb on Mayer over and over and over and over and it was working so why abandon it i feel that if she would have done a little bit more she would have had a clear and decisive victory instead of the scores being so tight nonetheless there was a judge that had a 97 93 for michaela mayer i believe that was a little bit too wide for me the other ones were basically one point. I think it was a one point victory that, that gave uh, Baumgartner the, um, the titles. She ends up getting the, uh, the split decision. And it was that one, there was a one point and two points, I believe, is how she ended up coming out with that split decision. Uh, you guys could correct me on that. So I'll post these cards on there. Feel free to correct me. Alicia Baumgartner ends up becoming the unified 130-pound champ. You saw Michaela Mayer step outside of the ring immediately uh, in protest uh, 
and issuing thumbs down to the crowd and making some commentary that I don't know if the microphones picked it up. I couldn't hear what she was saying, but I was trying to read her lips to see what she was saying. I'm sure she was just just uh, upset and disgusted with the uh, with the outcome of the fight and uh, and in disagreement, obviously. And she walked out of the ring and left. Alicia Baumgartner gave her interview. She was she was heavily booed by the crowd, so it was a heavily uh, the crowd was heavily favored or at least leaning towards Michaela Mayer. But Alicia Baumgartner holds no punches back. She was very direct with the crowd, and she was very thankful that she was there. And uh, and it is what it is. She came away with that victory. I had it so tight where I feel that nobody's title should have changed hands. I couldn't call it. As it was from the preview episode, if you guys go back and check that, I couldn't call it. I didn't know how it was leaning. So my strategy, at least as far as I could see, that would be that would play an advantage for either fighter was going to be for Michaela Mayer to try to box from the outside, which she did. And when she did, she was actually gaining an advantage. And those are the rounds that I saw her dominating. And when she tried to engage from close distance and... And she tried to engage from a, a make it kind of a dogfight from a from up close, close range with uh, with Baumgartner. She was getting hit not by the right hand, but by left-handed body shots and uppercuts. And it's something that I didn't anticipate in the preview episode that Baumgartner was gonna have. I really thought that in my head I was seeing a Michaela Mayer that fought Hamadouche from close range, and she would be punching a lot more and being more effective from inside the range. Baumgartner is very quick with her feet and bobs and weaves really good. And that's why she was able to find those openings with the left hand and, and get Michaela Mayer off her rhythm. Those are the rounds that I gave for Alicia Baumgartner, where it was not just the, uh, the overhand right or the haymaker with the right hand that she was throwing over and over and, and landing with succession and landing with, uh, with, uh, with success throughout the night, but she also had uh, the left hand body work that she was able to do and uh, and catch Michaela Mayer quite often. Mayer, more of the boxer. I think, I think, in my humble opinion, if this would have stayed a draw, it would definitely draw an even bigger payday and draw and and definitely generate a second fight between these two ladies because it was that close of a fight. Um, nonetheless, the titles change hands. The judges saw it in favor of Alicia Baumgartner. She's now the unified champ. And the other thought that, that, that popped in my head as I was watching this fight, obviously this was a co-main to Shields and Marshall, but I, the one thing that kept popping in my head was imagine if they were fighting three-minute rounds. If they were fighting three-minute rounds, even if it was a 10-round fight and not a 12-round fight, but if they give them that, that extra minute each round, this fight would have been a lot more decisive. And it wouldn't have been as tight giving them that extra minute to be able to work because most of this work would have been done around the sixth round. What we saw in 10 rounds of two minutes each, most of this would have, we would have experienced maybe in about six or seven rounds. And then it would have gotten really interesting down the stretch, eight, round eight, round nine, round 10 in three minute rounds. Um, just something that popped in my head. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Uh, other than that, very impressive, very impressive, all women led card. And, uh, and 
it was a plus for UK and UK boxing and the fan base out there after having taken that black eye and, uh, and the bad press and the bad coverage, uh, with Connor Ben just a week removed from all that debacle and mess that took place between Connor Ben and Eubank Jr., especially on behalf, all caused by Connor Ben, of course, and the, uh, failed, uh, blood test. So this was a positive for UK boxing, but, uh, more so not just women's boxing, uh, took center stage, uh, right now, but boxing in general won, uh, with an all women led card and, and these women fought and they fought their hearts out. And it's impressive to see how far women's boxing has come, uh, now from the yesteryear days where we had Lila Lee and Mia St. John and Christy Martin. I mean, the way they're fighting now and the styles that they're fighting now. I mean, you also have Seniesa Strada out there, uh, at a, at a lighter weight, of course, but two different divisions that were headlining this event, uh, two different weights and both of them impressive respectively. Franchon Cruz Zern, who fights at a division north at 168, very impressive in her, in her attack as well. And of course, Amanda Serrano between 126, 130, 135 and Katie Taylor at 135. I mean, it's women's boxing. It is an all time best moment right now. They're, they're at an all time best. And, uh, and the winners are us, the fans, because we're getting to see not just women's boxing developing, but women's boxing, uh, taking the center stage, uh, right now within the boxing world and selling out arenas now, just like they did with Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Now look at this. The old two arena was a packed house. Uh, therefore, Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall, and of course, the co-main, which drew so much attention and garnered so much attention and so many eyes uh, between Mayer and, uh, and Baumgartner. I'm sure there's going to be a rematch because it was that tight of a fight. A rematch is definitely warranted uh, between these two, and it would be even bigger and more than likely its own headlining event. Uh, the next time they step into the ring against one another. Baumgartner said no rematch. She's going for the undisputed title for the one remaining title. Um, but money talks more often than not, right? So if we don't get it next and Baumgartner goes after that remaining title, which would be the, uh, the WBA title pending, then listen, it'll be one fight removed. She could go that, maybe conquer the fourth title, and then get right back in the ring with Michaela Mayer. And that would be a huge payday for both women and, uh, and a huge showing regardless of which venue decides to host that. So I'll see you with that. Uh, great, great start to the boxing day so far. And, uh, and so you got Haney Cambosos coming up and they're in their highly anticipated rematch from Australia and then Wilder, uh, and Hellenius, uh, joined by Plant and Darrell on their respective card. So I'll catch you all soon uh, here in the coming days and uh, and check out the recap episodes of those events. And then I'll keep putting out content for you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every week and uh, and for helping me grow this uh, this humble, small podcast. Don't forget to check out the Instagram page, Tomatolito Boxing Show on Instagram. Uh, and feel free to reach out and comment and uh, and exchange dialogue with me. Have a good one. Take care of yourselves. Have a good night.